0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Model Me podcast. I am... Very excited, like every week. I always say, I'm very excited, but today we have someone who has been mad supportive of Model Me, and it really means the world to me to be able to get that person that's been so supportive, whoever they might be in our journey, to come on our podcast and share with you, our listeners, exactly, you know, their journey, who they are, what's going on for them, and you know, even why they like working with Model Me. So, if you've never heard my name before, my name's Natasha, and I'm the very proud owner and founder of Model Me. I absolutely love this mission that we've built. Um, Model Me is about being a better role model of yourself. It has nothing to do with being a model and I built it because of a lack of frustration of support for creatives. So now we primarily run lots of different events all over London. We're going to do more international next year and the purpose is to educate and empower creatives. So today I also have Lily, my ambassador,
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> Got my Australian
1: accent in the background. Yeah, we love it.
0: We love that it it's international. Yeah, um, and so we have the wonderful owner of Pursue Nutrition, Sanjay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello. I
0: love that. Um, I don't know your surname, you know. Sonny. Solly. Solly yeah, Sanjay I Solly. I feel like I did know that. Hmm. It's because in my phone you're Sanjay Pursue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you do that.
2: Pursue. Yeah. Do you call it Pursue or Pursue Nutrition, Mark? I call it Pursue, actually, because um, it's, it's come from Pursuit. So the Pursuits oh. are better. So uh, Pursuit is a better packaging, better nutrition. So I call it Pursue because it just rolls oh, of the tongue easier so yeah mm, I yeah. like it that's cool so, uh, yeah I call it pursue and nutrition um, I guess it's the Instagram tag name. So pursue nutrition but mm. I call it pursue yeah. Mm. yeah
0: and it's quite nice I know you know you know with model me I'm, I'm assuming maybe that's because you couldn't get pursue you know but for me we couldn't get model me it was like it has to be model underscore me and I'm quite glad because model me is two words not one word so yeah. and people yeah. sometimes put it as one and it's so interesting because I think maybe one day will be one word because people do think of it like that yeah. our logo looks like it's one um yeah.
2: Um, I see it as one word actually yeah. do you yeah, and that's the yeah, thing
0: yeah. a lot of people see it as one lots of people see it as two but I mean I don't mind either way but the underscore ended up helping us out so yeah. I think with Pursue at least with Pursue Nutrition you kind of have that idea behind it where it's quite obvious very quickly on Instagram okay this is who we are
2: yes do yeah, exactly. you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. makes yeah. people more um, inquisitive yeah I just wanted to get short and punchy and it felt like a name that yeah. fitted the brand because it is you know it, it, it's um the principles of of the brand are about being um, finding something better out there, so mm. you know, not not relying on what's out there, creating something better, yeah. doing something better for the environment, and better better nutrition, really, and better products for people. So pursuit felt inspirational and um, kind of motivational.
0: Yeah. Did you struggle with finding the name?
2: Yes. Did you? Yeah. yeah. God, I'm yeah, so glad, because yeah. I did as well. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's actually I just... one of the hardest parts of the whole thing really? was the name. Yeah, oh yeah. Gosh. But I worked with a great agency, actually, and they, they came up with a number of names, so I gave them the principles of the brand and what I was looking for, and then they actually came up with about, I think seven or eight names, and that one just jumped out at me. It just felt like Amazing. it resonated with me and had all the values. So yeah, but that was the hardest bit, yeah. So the, good, the name, Yeah, and, so good. And all the ones that I wanted originally, it's like, oh, that's taken, that's taken, because you get a name yeah. and then you, you look it up, you know, it's taken in one shape or form, you know, either mm. the website name or something, or they've already got a trademark for it, and, and it's like, yeah, so. Yeah, it was it was tough because all these kind of the good names or the the kind of more obvious names seem to be taken, especially around the kind of nutrition or endurance sports side of things. Mm. So um, yeah.
0: But it's funny because, um, I, with, I don't know, actually, I mean, I say it was hard for us, but it's because when I, when I created Model Me, I actually was looking, I, I built it actually for a nutrition business, oh, okay. um, and for like an online health business, basically, with nutrition at the core, oh, okay. um, and it was about nutrition, mindset, and fitness, and okay. when I came up with the name Model Me, it was like, oh model me and it was more like um the program I had was called train eat think like a model and it was train eat think like a Mum, and train Eat, think like and the idea was to be a role model of yourself not me but you and then I did that for about a year with that brand and I really loved it and I love that we built this incredible online community but my what I realize now with the model me that we have today is this is my calling you know Mm. this is where I'm supposed to be helping people and Mm. It, I'm I'm so grateful for that journey, and I feel so blessed that we got to do that and go on that route, you know. Because when it became that we were remolding the brand, and it was actually, you know, my now business partner, he turned around to me and was like, you know, why aren't you helping people the way that I know you can and the way that you should? Mm. Instead, you're doing this. And I, he was like, I've got no problem with that, but you need to be doing this as well. Yeah. And that's how Model Me was born because we had this name, Model Me, about being a better role model of yourself and. I wanted to help creatives I wanted to help models I wanted to help actors but I wasn't really doing that I was doing it with one angle one-dimensional health and actually that was one aspect you yeah. know and what I and that's kind of how Model Me got built but so in a sense we were so blessed I already had my name but it was establishing the name and we're still there now I think much further than we were six months ago because we've just done you know 30 events in six months but yeah. it's like Establishing that name and helping people understand like model me is about being a role model, nothing yeah. about being a model. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying in the sense that it, it takes time, I think sometimes. If you think about the word Hoover, yeah.
2: you know what I mean? It was like yeah.
0: Hoover was a was not yeah. a word. It was yeah. it was not even so anything. And then this brand came ahead, mm. chose Hoover, and now you call a vacuum Hoover yeah. because of a brand. So I think you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes I have to check myself and be patient, you know, mm-hmm. and be like, look, it's okay, be patient, like people will get it and they'll get it eventually because I still get asked, you know, are you going to change the name? I'm like, no. Are you going to change your name? No. And I get a bit defensive <laughs> because I'm like, stop asking me if I'm going to change the name. Um, but it's Had just
2: because... So how did you come to realise that what you were doing previously wasn't exactly where you wanted the brand to be? And With the, Model the, the Me, purpose, the name? Yeah, and the purpose um, of
0: it. Oh my gosh. Well, I really loved it. I really loved helping people. I really loved empowering them. That Mm. was the thing I loved the most about the whole business. You know, from a nutrition point of view, from a fitness and health and Mm. mental point of view, I loved that. Of course I did. And I was constantly on my own journey with that. But when it came to the core of it, I just wanted to help people. And I'm so grateful for that journey because I... Found that was kind of my calling. It was to help people and empower them, and and realize that what I had in me and this mad kind of passion and excitement and energy, I knew that other people could have that too. They just needed a bit of a push sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was my business partner truly because, you know, he would constantly hear my aches and pains as a model and I would constantly be like, you know, just sharing with him and letting go of what was going on because he's all he was also like a friend of mine at the mm. time, obviously we didn't even do business together, so he was a friend and oh, okay. he didn't know the modelling industry. So he yeah. would ask me like how is it? What's going on? I'm like, Well, you know, haven't been paid for six months and he'd be like, what do you mean you haven't been paid? And so I would talk about these problems with him, you know, I hadn't been paid and that year I'd starved myself and all these interesting, weird things and, you know, the last minute schedule and he'd be like, what? And And then he kind of looked at me and was like, you understand you can help people with this because I didn't complain really. I didn't really talk about my problems, I just it was matter of fact, you know, this is how it is, right? Lily's more of a I'd say you're more of a working model. I choose not to really work in it as much anymore. But um, you know, you're still doing she's still at the forefront of it all, like Mm -hmm. dealing with the brunts daily.
1: It is crazy because you talk to someone, like I'll talk to my parents Mm. or someone, I'll just be like, Oh, haven't been paid for this long and they they are so shocked because that doesn't happen in a normal job whereas Mm. for us it's normal and what Natasha's doing is awesome because it's bringing people together who experience that kind of thing and they can all like talk about it and Mm. share experiences and then realize
2: you're not alone as well yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. like Like, like, important other people
1: are in that situation too so it's awesome
0: and I think so many models creatives you know actors photographers I mean even you know if you're a freelance nutritionist let's say Mm. You're an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. there's So many people, especially in the creative industry, they don't title you as that, nor establish you as that. And then all of a sudden, like before you know it, you kind of have to like you know you do your own taxes and you have to sort your own schedule, mm-hmm. and you're you're doing what a business owner would do, but nobody really tells you that's how it's going to be. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. your brand. Yeah, yeah, you like fall yeah, into freelancing yeah. and you're like, oh my God. now You're f- out there on your own. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so now yeah, sorry. On. yeah, And I think that's why it's so yeah. important to have a space. And that's why Model Me at the beginning, you know, initially it was for models. Last yeah. March I was like, oh, okay. let's do an event for models, have me and three models on the panel. Mm. And I thought all models are going to come. Mm. Half the room was creatives.
2: Wow. We had 30 people, wow.
0: 15 of them were creatives, oh, wow. photographers, even, you know, we had personal trainers there because oh, wow. they saw it as a place to meet. Yeah, the right people and meet people that they could help too and mm. sure business networking opportunity I haven't got nothing wrong with that like we're all out here trying to eat do you know what I mean mm. so it's like I think for me I remember like that first event as soon as I sat down and started talking I'll never forget the moment I looked at the room and I was like this is not just for models mm. and I knew at that moment and that was like the biggest one of the biggest penny drops to me at the time because I thought wow, like, we're about to, like, my vision for what this is is it has to expand times 100 because yeah. there are so many more different fields from the creative industry mm. that can help. Um, and that's kind of really how it's been built, to be honest. And I don't mind the fact that, you know, some people think it's for models sometimes because models really do need help. And I yeah. think that if you are someone that knows a model and you recommend what we're doing to them and that name is the reason you know the model me name is the reason that you recommend us then I'm okay with that mm. because models need to know that they there is someone out there that wants to help them um and I think it's the same as business you know as, as an entrepreneur like we just spoke obviously before the podcast and we realized this pain problem where you know as an entrepreneur sometimes you don't have a mentor and you don't know where to go to and I feel a bit disconnected sometimes when I just read a book yeah. you know yeah, I'm like I don't want to read a book I want to talk to a human being yeah, so true. do you know what I mean so I think um for me kind of that's been the biggest thing for me is you know looking at who I can have in my life and really how can I learn from them and it's me and Tony spoke about this on the podcast we did recently which is um you know your power circle your, mm-hmm. your what does he call it I think he calls it a power circle for me it's um I just say, check your circle Mm. all the time. But then I heard another thing was a winner's circle. Mm. Um, and it's basically that circle of influence, you know, there's people you have around you and, you know, it, it's kind of for me it's a circle where you have people around you that one you can be vulnerable with yeah. but also they'll push you and they'll strengthen you and mm. they'll help you and inspire you and for me it's like about being most of these people if I think about my circle are better than me more intelligent mm. than me but I also I bring a lot to their life too you know yeah. and it's yeah. understanding that give and take relationship and it's a relationship mm. you know you're not taking everything from them yeah. Um so obviously we met through Claire yeah. Claire Bourne we have to shout her out yeah. amazing amazing entrepreneur mother nutritionist um she's a really really wonderful woman that I've known I've known her for probably oh my gosh two two and a half years maybe okay maybe yeah. how long have you known her
2: Probably about so when I started this, which was about three or so, just over three years ago. So we're wow, the same, same time. Wow, like mad. Same time. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So Claire owns a gym called Eden Fitness. It was called Eden Fitness, but they also have you know many different branches of the Eden brand. Um, it's based out in Ealing, but they're about to open one in Ireland, which is like a really big deal. And you know, you obviously know Claire because you're a member of Eden, right? So you you know Claire, a member of the gym, and I actually you know Rebecca, um, the other co-founder of Model Me. She is the reason that we met, actually, because she tried your bar and she called me and she said, you have to talk to this guy. You know, I met him at Claire's gym. There's no other bar like it. And, you know, we have lots of different bars in our goodie bags and on our, you know, our spectrum, should we say, and got mad respect for all of them. Really, really appreciative. But of course, when you come across a brand like yours, you can't help but be a bit like, okay. It's amazing. Do you You know what I mean? All
1: the values in one little bar. Yeah, like, who (laughs) who is this? Like, I need to get on the phone
0: with this guy because... I mean, I'm going to let you share your story, actually, with Pursue, because I I mean, I could sit here and and rant and rave about you, but I think it's more interesting coming from you. So (laughs) how did, um, obviously we met through Claire, so how did Pursue come about? Like, what was the initial idea? Like, how did you think, you know what, I'm going to create an energy bar?
2: Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't so, um, it was quite organic in terms of how it came about, so it was actually through my experience, so growing up I had IBS um, mm. quite often, so that affected me, my digestion, um, so I was quite sensitive to certain foods, um, and um, the environment as well, so I guess stress as well could it worse, but food, so I, I was conscious about what I ate, so I've always been like that since growing up, um, I uh, then, after university, my first job, and then sort of it probably me uh, 30s actually I managed to get chronic fatigue syndrome and um, so yeah. prior to this point I've always been really sporty and always I love running or martial arts or uh, cycling swimming and everything so yeah. I've always been doing stuff, always been quite yeah. active. got chronic fatigue syndrome which is basically a burnout and that just wiped me out and um, it's funny, I remember the time actually, uh, it's funny now, not the time, <laughs> uh, when, I, when I look back I... Um, I remember being in the gym actually when I was feeling quite fatigued and tired and, and I was I was, I was running on the treadmill and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm just not very fit. Maybe I need to push myself harder. So I'd wow. go and do the opposite in terms of trying to relax oh, yeah. and restore myself. I was actually pushing myself harder trying to get wow. fitter, thinking, oh, maybe I'm just not fit. Enough. It's like crazy. I look back and I think, just nuts. Why was mm. I doing that? You know? um, and then, I, then my body just said, right, that's it. You've had enough. And um, it completely burnt out a virus. That virus just knocked me out then for... Um, it was months Um, and normally the virus it could be a week or something you'll recover but but I just couldn't recover from this virus uh, for a while when I then did recover um, so if within six months um, you're not better they call it um, I can't remember the name the term they use but there's a term they use for it but then it goes after they, they call it post-viral fatigue if it's right, within wow. six months but mine went post six months past six months and then it's called chronic fatigue syndrome um wow. and um when i get adu- when you get a an diagnosis, and you, the first thing you do is you, you research it of and course. there's not much good news online about right, it it was scary. all about yeah it was a real scary because it's all about managing it and i think well what about i'm just thinking about all the things that you know i want to do and, and have been doing because you know it's always quite active um it's in, the lifestyle you're in, used to. yeah exactly and yeah. in always in you know but worked in I wouldn't say really well not hugely high stress jobs but I think they were stressful situations in the Mm -hmm. work like everyone has and I when I look back now I just wasn't managing those situations very well so I wouldn't blame the environment or or, um, anyone it's it's my um, I guess the mechanisms that I had were not Mm. quite right for or, or not quite developed enough um, in my understanding to deal with those situations so, um, so it was a lesson I look back now um, it was it was a good thing it happened because it taught me a lot and it's changed how I look after myself how yeah. I eat how I um, uh, restore uh, so I, I meditate regularly now so every morning um, I do a lot of yoga and things that are restorative as you well connect. as exactly, exactly yeah it's good like Listen, yeah.
1: listening to your body
2: exactly that yeah so rather than sort of when I'm feeling tired I wouldn't go out for a run then and sort of try to burn myself out even more you know just yeah kind of to go back in and and, um, kind of restore like you said. Um, Nutrition was something I learned through that as well so I learned to eat a lot more More healthy, fresh, more the plant-based diet as well. So I cut food out that was um, didn't agree with me really, Um, because when I had IBS, uh, when I had uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, there were a number of symptoms that people get different kind of symptoms. They could be like from fatigue to your your nervous system gets really affected. So things like headaches I get, like some really horrible headaches, get really severe migraines I'd get. Um, nausea and um, so my stomach was one of the things that was a real kind of issue for me so mm-hmm. I was really conscious about what I ate so most things were cooked from scratch um, uh, and I would be the first thing I'd do if there's a packaged product is, is flip flip around the ingredients to make sure everything in there was completely natural and there was no mm-hmm. processed ingredients so quite anal but it made a difference because it really helped my Actually, stomach. You have
0: to be like that sometimes if you're going through a health Scare, you know. I suppose you could call it. And you gotta be, you gotta be regiment with certain stuff because your body first, yeah. You? yeah, you just don't know what's in these half these products anymore. You know, yeah, like
2: thing. Yeah, exactly. It's mad. um and, and then went on my road to recovery. So um, I, I think we talked about earlier where I discovered a technique which is based on NLP, which was amazing in terms mm. of my recovery. And it just showed me how powerful the mind is. The mind can actually make you ill, but it can also help make yeah. you better. So yeah. I learned, uh, I, I was very good at making myself ill with the mind. And then I'd learned this new technique using NLP um, to help myself recover. And it, and it really did make a, a, a quite a, a rapid Change for me. Uh, when I say rapid, it was over. sort of i would noticed difference over weeks, and then months. Right. But it wasn't linear. It was there were days where I feel like I've gone back. Yeah. But, and then I would think, oh no, it's gone back again. But then, then I'll be fine. Then I'll be like the next day. So you have to go back a bit to make progress to mm. make like a week's yeah. worth of progress again. So, um, so I did that. Um, I kept doing that. I was very uh, strict about my uh, the techniques I was using for NLP, and I'd always just just. Um, because I saw the progress with it, I was like, this is working, so I'm just mm. going to keep doing keep this, doing yeah, it, yeah, just keep going, I know it's working now, to so keep going. And then with about a year or so, I got back into work again, so I was off about a year or so, I got back into work, I changed the way that my, so I was in full-time work before that, and my uh, previous work was... So you had to be signed was, off? Yeah, I was signed off. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you
0: were really not well?
2: No. no. My God. So, bad. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, you missed the social side of things as well, because for me, oh, it was work, it was, it was the social team, the social, the social side, yeah. Yeah, you work with the team, and it's a really nice bunch of people I work with, and then um, social life also, you can because like going out for meals and stuff, I couldn't do that, going out for a drink, yeah. or the things, they're, they're because the noise of the environment is like, yeah, yeah, so it was, it was really tough, and, um, and then when I uh, got back into work again, so I changed the way my... We're talking about freelancing. So yeah. I, I was a permanent person, so where I worked previously. So I, I, my job was project management. Um, so I'd manage, I'd get responsibility for these projects and started off small in my career in terms of the size of projects but then they grew and grew and grew the more responsibility I got and then it was actually one of these, it was a big project, it was um, a big website build for a, a telecoms company and I was doing that and that was one of the triggers, it's quite a stressful project, one of yeah. years and uh, and, and uh, it was a great learning experience uh, in terms of the skills I got from it but they're not so great for my health. Mm. Um, so it was, but big it was one of those things, yeah it was yeah. a responsibility. Yeah, quite early on.
0: So obviously then, taking on a lot of responsibility as a project manager, probably that actually quite helped you now as an entrepreneur, right? Yes, definitely. So you learned a lot from that past life. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Love it. And so now, obviously, Pursue is a bar that, I mean, for me, you've seen incredible growth, I think, this year. We've only been following you since April. Um, So how was it that you actually were like, right, okay, this is a product that I'm going to create
2: yeah, so through my recovery then, um, I fell in love with cycling, so I did, um, I signed up for London to Brighton, and um, 60 miles, so not that far. Not that far? For not me like, what? <laughs> yeah, oh for, me, for me now, it was at the time, <laughs> and I didn't have a bike at the time, but I was working with some guys in the job that I had who work in cyclists, and they was like, come on, let's do it, we will be fine, and I was thinking, yeah, great, I wanted to do it because of The experience, back in my mind, I was a bit worried about the chronic fatigue that I'd just recovered from, so Mm -hmm. a little bit unsure about it. But I signed up for it. I had three uh, three months to go to buy a bike and train to do 60 miles. So I kind of got wow. into it. And Wait, 60 or 16? 60, 60. 16, 16, 16, 16 zero. 6 0. Six I six thought zero. he said 1 6. Did and you? I was like, 16 miles? Oh <laughs> my. Go, 60. 60
0: London and Brighton. Bruh, wow.
2: that. And then I started training every weekend and then during the weeks and built up from 20 to 30 to 40 to 50. Didn't quite do the 60. I think I did up to about 50. And I thought, well, I've done a 50. My own, I'll be fine. I did all the hills because there are quite a few hills, right. a few hills with London to Brighton. Did it on a day and absolutely loved it. It's beautiful, sunny day. And when you're with other people, there's the energy you get from other people, mm. and you, know, you forget about everything else and you stop worrying and in the yeah. zone. And it was it was great fun. And I remember getting to the beach actually at the time and thinking that wow, I've done it. And it almost felt like that moment I kind of recovered completely mm. because now I've done. Because I felt healthier and better than I had before when mm. I had ME. Because when I had ME, I, I, so before I had ME, I wouldn't have thought about doing sixty miles. But then I'd had ME, I'd recovered, and then I did sixty miles. So I yeah. actually felt like I now improved even health wise. Uh, I felt fitter than I'd ever been, and then fell in love with cycling, and I would then. Uh, very regularly on the weekends, go out riding, do lots more miles, uh, you know, I felt confident that I could do 60, so I signed up side to longer rides, joined the cycling club, spent a lot more time on the bike, and realized that the food, because I was on my bike a lot, I had to eat more on the bike, so I was mm. going out and buying the nutrition that was available at the time. And then started getting stomach issues again. Um, and then looked oh, God. back of the packs to see what was in them and then Googled the ingredients and realized that a lot of the ingredients were very highly processed and lots of cheap sugars, maltodextrin, rice syrups, they're all very high mm-hmm. GI ingredients. So you get an insulin spike for mm. the sugar, but you don't necessarily need that sugar because our bodies are design, designed to burn different energy sources. You've got fat, you've got protein, you've got right. carbohydrates, but these bars were, full of cheap sugars, because they were cheap, and cheap to make, but then lots of marketing around them, and and it really annoyed me, so I started making my own. So I left all those, started making my own in my kitchen, and I'll take them out on my ride, and sometimes give them to friends, and get feedback. very similar to what we have here, but I um, would use more, use some oats and slightly different things, and they were sometimes cooked, as opposed to being cold-pressed, so the the current bars that are out on the market now are all cold-pressed, because it's a bit, because they're cleaner, and they keep moist, and, um, and, I, and I, it was one of the, I'd never, there was nothing on the market at the time so this was about five years ago, there was nothing on the market that was clean like that and good for energy and I keep working in my job as a project manager, I was freelancing and it kept coming back to me as an idea so mm. to create a brand. And I think that's doing, the thing isn't
0: it, as an entrepreneur you just kind of, when you get this idea, it's that burning desire, you're like well I should probably just keep on trying. Yeah, yeah. And Otherwise, just, you can't we, sleep. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, exactly.
2: Yeah, so I kind of go in and out of contracts um, where I was working, and when I take a break, I'd start trying to work on it. But it's there's no there's nothing you can Google. It's like, how, how do I create a brand? Yeah, and it's just finding your way. And it's a bit like it's very similar to Model Me. There was yeah. no roadmap or blueprint on how to do that. You yeah, just did it. And you've got to find your way. So obviously, there are other bar companies out there that have done the same thing. So I knew it was possible. But yeah. You know, starting from scratch without a brand. And the product I had in my kitchen, but a product from your kitchen to take into the market is very different because you've got to then look at the nutrition, nutritional values, you've got to look at moisture, you've got to look at how long it's going to last for. So it becomes a different ballgame. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you give it to your friends while I give it to the market. So, And uh, yeah, I went through his journey then, and it was probably two and a half, about three and a half years ago, sorry, two and a half to three years ago. And that's, that's when um, I... When Macla- met Claire, yeah. To, when I started in my kitchen went in and out of contracts worked for funding really so I didn't really want to be doing project management work It was some of the contracts were fine but this is where my heart was, yeah. was I wanted to create a nice sustainable brand and the sustainability aspect was another thing which was really um, key I've always been um, everything, anything I buy I'm conscious initially, can it be recycled mm. so I try and stay away from single-use plastics mm-hmm. and then um, I, I have a recycling bin in my aim is to have that full as opposed to the landfill so I don't like to put anything in landfill and it used to annoy me when I'd go and buy nutrition everything's in single-use plastic yeah. so I had no choice but to put it in the landfill um, option so one thing that was really key because of my principles from the start was to create a brand with either recyclable or compostable packaging some kind of sustainable options so that's why I've gone with compostable um, in the end, so that's another key differentiator of the brand and a key um, part of the brand, really, is sustainability. So, in mm. you know, the box. I mean, well,
0: I a... like, name me another bar that has mm. compostable packaging. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, I
1: know no other one at all.
0: You can go to any store and you look at the, you know, the rows of chocolate and crisps and all of this stuff, and it's like, that's just it unrecyclable plastic materials and only i think now in 2019 as we head into 2020 is the world kind of looking and going oh yeah crap Crap. yeah Yeah. and i look at these brands like cabri and i don't want to air cabri out but like come on telling me you don't have money to do that like i'm and i know it's expensive right to do that kind of packaging it's got to be like common sense wise four times as much as
2: plastic four times as much
0: whoa but you made that commitment right yeah, and you're exactly. like no I'm gonna do this yeah. like I'm gonna commit to making sure that I as a brand you know I set myself like and, and model me is the same you know we kind of look at stuff and we we try as much as we can to talk about that sustainable factor because we don't have a product as per se yet so I say yet because you just never know what that <laughs> <to hold. laughs> what's um, coming what yeah. is coming but it's like it's important for us to talk about it at least or to yeah. have people like you that I know are absolutely killing it in that realm. And like, why did you do it, you know? So I think that's really important, you know, that you kind of already had those, um, you already had that conscious. Yeah. Con- is that the right word? Yeah, consciousness. consciousness. Conscience. Thank yeah, you, sorry. sorry. Thanks, um, um You already had that conscience. Yeah. So you were like, I'm going to bring that into a brand. Because yeah. very much the brand was built out of, you know, your need. So it's like, how yeah. can I make that need for yeah. everybody else, yeah, exactly. right? So, and
2: then with with the ingredients the other part was um, I really wanted to make sure there was no so something I set out at the start was I'm never going to put any cheap sugars in there oh so so good and then like you said they're they're everything you recognise yeah that's why I
1: love them I look at it and I'm like dates yep know that keep going along Mm. because I'm the same as you I have like my stomach, I'm like, I always want to give it good nutritional stuff. That's why I love your bars. Because oh, I'm like, can read everything, know what it is. And you don't have to so Google good. anything and work No, out it out it is. So, exactly. Which is
2: important. And I've, where I possible, I've tried to go for ingredients that have um, a, a better footprint. Um, from a environment perspective, so for oh, example, wow, you really wow. thought about it. Got um, all the way
1: through to the ingredients. The <laughs> banana
2: uses a fair trade, sun-dried banana, so it's dried in Africa. Um, there's small communities of farmers that grow them, and mm-hmm. they are collected. They're dried on site, uh, so there's a smaller fit- footprint when they're collected and taken away to get processed to, to get packaged. So. Um, it's it's always they thought through the whole process wow. of them which is which is great I so. didn't even know that that's major really amazing isn't major it? that's why we do podcasts
0: man. yeah <laughs> that's why we do them okay amazing so one of the other things I really want to talk to you about is this idea of I mean there's so many things we could talk about but obviously we've covered compostable packaging I I truly believe that sets you apart you know I truly believe that that is something that makes you different from all the other brands because. Brian's just not looking at it like that you yeah. know and I told you I met with Paul Citos this morning with Sean who I love to bits and he's so supportive like you are of Model Me and you know same thing with him it was like we have to like it's a commitment that we've made and that we want to do and it's about you know the future generation we were talking about the fact we both have little nieces and the world where they're building for them yeah. and being conscious yeah. of it you know and like for me with my niece especially I want to be able to tell her that I built a company that empowered people and humans and looked after humans because Because I feel like we live in a world now more than ever where people are mean to each other. Everyone's in
1: competition.
0: Everyone's in competition. People are mean. Like daily, you see uh, in London anyway. I see people be aggressive towards each other. I think, oh my God, and I just, you know, I want to be able to tell my niece, like, I built something where humans could come together and authentically network and communicate and and just be and be empowered and know that there's other people out there that want to love them for who they are, right? And I think from a sustainability point of view, I also want to be part of that conversation. I don't know... You know, I'm I'm the first to sit here and be like, I don't think we're doing enough from a sustainable point of view, but I'm still investigating and I'm still finding out. And, you know, I love being educated by people like you because I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing I really want to cover before we close off is this idea of, I mean, there's a few things that we mentioned, but like how important it is to have the right people around you, you know, like, I mean, I've just said to Sanjay before we started the podcast, like, that I was going to connect him with a bunch of different brands that we've worked with at Model Me and, you know, Lily then suggested a couple and it's amazing because that's what it should be like in this business world, you know, being an entrepreneur can be incredibly isolating, incredibly lonely and I don't want to bring in the loneliness that I had as a model into my my business, you know, I, if anything, I want to counteract that, that's why we have ambassadors because, I could see that people were looking for a home, looking for something like that. Um, and obviously, you know, I've spoke a lot personally on my own Instagram um, about rest lately and about it being major important. And I even said to someone the other day, like... I don't want to chase the dream. I don't want to chase that. I want to chase the rest because the rest is the one thing I never do. I'm always going to work. I'm always going to chase the dream. I'm always going to have the vision. I know that I'm really ambitious as a person. I'm very driven. Like I know who I am in that and I know, you know, what the vision is for model me. But when it comes to me as a human being, I put myself last a lot of the time. I put my rest last, and I had this major kind of burnout moment the other week where I cancelled my whole week of work, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I am not working this week." And instead, I, you know, I went to loads of new gyms that week, and I trained, and mm-hmm. I went to my acting class. But you know, I did things. I spontaneously met with people and sat and spoke for an hour. Things I don't get to do. Like yeah. if anyone's ever seen my Google calendar, it mm-hmm. is, um, you know, frighteningly blocked up you know and i i don't even like it anymore and the revelations i have got from that week off work um and i was really strict with myself i didn't talk business with people Mm. and people tried to book meetings with me and i was like no next week we book a meeting like they're like okay so yeah monday and i was like no you're not hearing me like monday we talk and then we book a meeting you feel me because otherwise what happens we live in a world where and you're talking about this burnout that happened years ago, and I think yeah. it's even worse now. Yeah. live in a world where we're obsessed with working, we're obsessed with talking to people about what you've been up to, how much work you've been doing. It's and like
1: it equals achievement. Like if you're not right. working, you're not achieving
0: anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it becomes your identity, Yeah. you know? And for yeah. me, that is, it still is my identity, you yeah. know? And I'm trying so hard to change it and fight through it yeah. <laughs> and change my it's, being. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. And even now, like, it's like, you know, I have... I've committed to so many things that I'm still working through this kind of heavy, intense work period. And I'm very aware of it now, though, which is scary because I'm a bit like, I don't even want to be this busy.
2: You know, and
0: I I never used to say that.
2: It almost becomes quite addictive as well. So you might find that. I Would get to the point where it's very really hard for me. It would be two hours to go past, and think, oh my god, I've not had lunch yet. You know, and it's like yeah. three o'clock, so that quite, happened quite often. And in the evening, you know, I could be working till well, not stupidly late, but quite easily it'll be eight, nine, ten hours. Well, I'll go out, I'll do something, I go to a class or something, and then I come back and then I log on to see oh, what's going on. And then before I know it, it's like 10, 11 o'clock. I'll try because I try and sleep early, ish, yeah. like between ten and a half and past ten. And the last thing I really yes. want to do is look at the screen because I know how looking that at the is, screen yeah. how that is before you go to sleep. But then it's always that curiosity about what's going on. It yeah. always becomes a bit of an addiction to it, to is, your, yeah, because yeah, your body's so used to doing that all the time that you yeah. just keep coming back to. Oh, I'll just check this. I'll just check this email. I'll just check that. that but yeah, I, find I the t- urge. yeah, exactly. It's fighting that urge. Yeah, fighting so you know, the I'm, urge. That's such a good two <laughs> words. And it's just urge. small steps though, it's just small steps to do that, yeah. yeah, it's like small changes to make every day, so for me it was in the mornings now, so my morning, I've just have a morning routine where, and it will be not turning on my phone for at least an hour or so. Oh, I love it. Um, so yes, yeah, absolutely, so, like, so I do, I'll said, do a meditation, do a bit of yoga, and and it's only after that I'll probably read something for a little bit, and then after that then I'll turn my phone on, so so it's not the first thing I do, because otherwise it's all messages, mm. and you're mess- yeah your plan that you have for your day does get then side rail because yeah. it's like, oh, this person wants to, oh, this is that, this is emails, so I've got to deal with this and it's almost dealing with everything else rather yeah. than what you had planned for the day. So it's
1: like working on you before you work with anyone else. Mm. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Get yourself in the right headspace, right frame of mind, make sure that you're aware of what you want to do for the day and what your objectives are for that day and...
1: Not be derailed. Not around. derailed,
2: yeah, exactly. It doesn't always... It, it, it helps, yeah. but it doesn't always get planned because something else might happen but... But at least if you do that in the morning, well for me, if I do that in the morning, I know that I've done, I've worked on myself initially, and otherwise if I, if I jumped into my laptop in the morning, then I'd, I wouldn't work on myself for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, I'd a class or something to go to. Yeah. But I wouldn't make the time. So that's, yeah, that would be my only advice, is just make the morning, just spend time. That's really good advice. Stuff, even if yeah. it's... Writing and yeah, something creative. Journaling, yeah. Yeah, journaling, yeah. It's, um, do you know uh, Tim Ferriss? I can't remember which book. One of his books, he talks about having, I think, a Wednesday. So he's, he's an author and uh, entrepreneur. And he, he um, I think Wednesday will be his creative day. So he won't turn his... Uh, Email on, he went turn his phone on, he'll do writing and creating. On a stuff. Wednesday. On a, on a Wednesday, it's one day a week. I think it's a Wednesday. It's midweek. A week, mid-week. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Mad.
0: Love that commitment. Yeah.
1: That's like um, Ed Sheeran now doesn't have a phone.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a phone. Oh, really? Hasn't I mean, had one for years, you know? I
1: don't think, has he? Oh, amazing.
2: Amazing. That's amazing.
1: I would find that quite and stressful. <laughs> I've heard he
0: has literally like four friends like that he like massively has as kind of like a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mad respect for him. Like, I think it's
1: so cool. Because Absolutely. he talks
0: about, he did this interview where he was talking about how, you know, what did he say? Someone was telling me about it. I don't think I've seen it, but it was talking about how he was eating a burger and people would just be taking pictures of him and he felt like a caged animal. Yeah, and all okay. of a sudden, you awesome. know, like this fame came yeah. and it's like, oh my God, like, do you know what I mean? And I I like, I have so many good stories about him, about friends of friends and what, what, and I always, always hear good stuff. And I just think Mm -hmm. I've got mad respect for someone like that, you know, Mm -hmm. that puts themselves first. And I think, you know, it's really amazing. One of my friends said to me last week, Shawnee, I went to meet her at the wing, really incredible new women's members club down the road. And she said to me, as we just kind of started catching up, and she went, you know what, I've got to tell you, I'm so proud of you for putting yourself first. And I was like, what? And she said, you know, you've really decided to like put you first. Because I, on that rest week, I cancelled on her, and I you know, rescheduled that day to meet her an hour later or two hours later so that I could train and then see her rather than get up an hour and a half earlier to see her before I trained. Because yeah. I went to bed stupid late that night because of work. So it's so interesting because when you find people like that, you know like people that really are on your side and they're like they i'm care. so pleased yeah they really yeah, care yeah, yeah, and again yeah. it's like watching who you, you got in your circle you yes, know like exactly. who do you have yeah. around you like if you have people that are yeah. RC and funny with you about you taking day off or about you kind of like putting yourself first mm. you kind of have to check it you know yeah, like yeah.
2: exactly Then you have probably change the time to change your circle yeah, but yeah. yeah exactly. and i have yeah. watched people
0: walk out of my life this year like yeah. it's been it's quite scary because you know i think about who i started the year with friend-wise, and I think about who I'm ending the year with, and it it's not many people, do you know what I mean? Mm. And sometimes you outgrow them, yeah. and yeah. you I just, know, you outgrow them, they outgrow you, it can be, it can be both, but yeah. I think some people just aren't ready for the journey that you're on. Yeah. It's you know, really and really I think really you've mean. got
1: to be... On the pursuit. On okay. the pursuit! <laughs> there we
0: go, Lily's <laughs> good at, <laughs> that. <laughs> she's good at <laughs> that, she's good at that. <laughs> so some people so are on different, different journeys. journeys, isn't it? So you've got to just kind of, like, be patient, I think, and know that... As well, I mean, you're so... I mean, I know you probably feel like you're not beginner baby in the business. I feel the same. I feel like I've been doing it for a long time. And we haven't, in truth. You know, we're right. so at the beginning. Yeah, and right. I think...
2: Exactly. Go on. And what you said earlier, in terms of how model me, went from being one concept to the other. is mm. so true. So I think one of the things I'm learning through this journey is the ability to adapt. So, you know, what I thought might have been the right thing to do at the start, um, I've had... People that have worked on the project that have helped guide me to change the original concept into slightly things slightly different. Even now, you know, I'm thinking I'm still connected with people who are giving me advice and I'm starting to realise actually there's certain tweaks we can make to the brand or the way it's positioned, uh, to appeal to potentially a wider audience. Mm. But that's, you know, I wouldn't have known that until I launched it and got it out there. And it's that, you know, sometimes I think, well, we've done all this, I spent a lot of money on this, and then having to change it now, and I just need to, uh, I think, listen to people, and because, like you said, I think you get advice from the right people, the right advice from the right people, and then take that on and then learn to adapt to that, and then just keep going. So for me, I'm I'm learning that, the ability to... uh, persevere so keep, keep going and then adapt is, is key to pursue yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I'm say that all the time now <laughs> pursuing. pursuing it could be so it could be
0: short for so many words you know yeah. pursue, pursuit I love it yeah no I agree and I think also one thing I will say to you as well is what I've had to learn is kind of get to a point where I don't listen to everybody yeah because yeah. if you listen to everybody you never listen to yourself
2: yeah. And you know deep well,
0: this yeah. brand is it was your idea, yeah. you know, not his or hers. Mm-hmm. It was your idea. And you know deep down in you what that is supposed to look like. Yeah. You know what this vision is. And I think for me I'm such a visionary and that sometimes I also I love people, I love meeting new people, I love mm-hmm. connecting, I love networking. But sometimes I have to rein it in and go, mm-mm. This isn't yeah. your brand. This isn't your idea. Yeah. Especially when we model me a lot, we work with people and, yeah. you know, people come on board and they, whatever, they start to tell me stuff and I get caught up. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm god. And I've, it's a lesson I've learned this week. I have to be more careful with kind of running off with my, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Like, I need to actually go be like, actually, no, I'm going to go home. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to go and think about it. And yeah. really, is that what we should be doing as a brand? Because otherwise, phew, Wow. I it, mean, com- it
1: comes back into the rest thing. Because like, yeah. a lot of the time, if you're going with it and you're like, yeah, that would be really good. But does it fit with like actually your vision? Like, You have to yeah. sit with it and be like, is this what I want?
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So tell us, before we end, tell us what we can do as a community in order to support you. Obviously, I mean, and I love your branding, by the way. You were just talking about that. I absolutely love your branding. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca is very passionate about uh branding and the right kind of branding and I have to say that you really impressed Rebecca and that's not an easy job Um, (laughs) so let me tell you it's not an easy job (laughs) and I don't mean from my half I just mean you know I don't always hear Rebecca go that branding is amazing, and she said that about you. Oh, so, cool. okay, and obviously, no, I that. you know she's with Nas, and the pair of them together are visual amazing. geniuses. Um, They're gonna laugh when they hear this, but yeah. So um, I really love it, and I think it's amazing. And I'd love to know what we can do as a community, as listeners, to help support you
2: more in your journey. So, at this stage being new brand for me, it's about getting the awareness out there, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that. Pursue definitely hasn't got it at the moment. It's you know, not a big brand. It's just myself working on it, so it's a small startup. So, and it would be great to have uh, maybe social media, uh, potentially some posts on social media, be great and mm. just that awareness really. And um, what i found been what's really good is when I. Uh, get people telling me that someone else recommended them, and I think brands yeah. grow, you know, great brands grow from people recommending them, and you know, especially brands like myself, they haven't got a huge amount of money spent on advertising and marketing, and, and I also think we're you know, flooded with so many products out there, and so many messages coming from all various different social media channels, that I think the best way is for people to try them. And that's why I've been, um, well, really, I love what you're doing, but that's why I'm really keen to get people to try the bars. Yeah. And yeah, and so, yeah, for me, it's about spreading the word and spreading the message and about the sustainability side of things as well and yeah. what we stand for as a brand and what we're trying to do. Um, I think we mentioned earlier as well, I one of the drivers for me, so I made a few changes through this brand as I was going through it and... Um, and a few additions to it so for me it wasn't enough just and it still isn't enough just selling a healthy sustainable product I want to do more with it and one of the one of the um, I'm working with a charity called Recycle and they send unused bikes from the UK to Africa to help kids get to school uh, adults adults get to work so So I donate one penny per bar to that charity Um, they need about 40 to £50 pounds to send their bike back. So they need, we need to sell a lot of bars. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me a bit, it gives me quite like a good incentive then to sell more to bars. Sell. And next year I want to do events with them. They're looking to organise a sportive, so I'll donate bars to them as well and look to raise money from various channels. And this year, I want to do a lot more with them this year, but this year for me, it's been about really trying to establish a brand, so I can mm. focus more on that. But I see businesses and brands there to improve... People's lives. Really, yeah. you know, they should be there to, to, like you were saying earlier, to empower people, to support people, to work together, and, and not to be uh, separate from everyone else. So, I don't want this business to just be a business creating, generating lots of profit that is only just used for business. I want this to be used to help other areas. So, um, Recycle is great charity. It's a good fit with the brand in the way that it's sustainable. There are some other bikes that create some bra- uh, charities that create bikes and send them to Africa but what I liked about this recycle is they're very small. Yeah materials that we already have that aren't being exactly. used. Exactly because they've so far, September last year they'd sent 100,000 bikes that would have potentially ended up in landfill mm. and they sent them to Africa wow. and they've been reused given life. They also don't just, they, they also help, they train people on how to use them, they've helped someone set up their own business in um, um, maintaining bikes as well so oh my gosh this is amazing yeah they this do stuff, so. does max know a... about them uh, he might do i'm not sure i'm gonna ask yeah, him sure. what's it called yeah, recycle. recycle recycle yeah the so charity. Uh, yeah so it's uh, uh re hyphen cycle uh, they'll come up on okay cool
0: on recycle charity yeah. i mean i yeah. i'm pretty keen yeah. Doing something with them,
2: yeah. It okay. just sounds
1: like a brilliant idea of the fact that, like, the bikes going to go to landfill and then they can actually help children get to school. Yeah, that's yeah, it's so smart.
2: They track their performance in school as well. So, I went to see them last September for their 100,000th bike shipping uh, celebration, oh, wow. and they showed a chart where it, it, they measured a child's performance through some months in terms of his grades, and they were not great. And then he had a bike. And you see this massive spike of <gasps> grades going up because really? he's turning up to school. He's not having to walk miles and miles to get to school. He's not hungry when he gets to yeah. school because he's not ridden. So he's not walked the miles. Yeah. Uh, exercise obviously you get happy chemicals, yeah. get serotonin, etc., cetera, and, mm. dolphins, and uh, so it's changes. It's life life changing. You know, for us, wow. it's, commu- it's commuting to work. It's a sport. It's a hobby. But for them, it's life changing. So it's wow. a yeah, great charity. That's yeah. Amazing. How oh, humbling. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, wow, okay, well, there's like 40 other topics that I could talk with you at least, but I mean, I love to talk, so I just think we're going to have to get you back on, to be honest, and maybe (laughs) we'll do it in like three months when we've got, you know, I don't know, something else major that we can share of yours, but it's been an absolute honour having you on board, I'm so grateful, and I think, you know, a great way to try a pursue Bar is to come to a Model Me event because you have been so supportive. I think probably one of the most supportive brands this year. We've been so blessed as a company to be partnered with certain brands, but I really love being partnered with a brand that you know, doesn't just taste good, isn't just good for you nutritionally. And, you know, you can read all the uh, ingredients on the packet, but also you've really thought about, you know, this um compostable side of it the fact that from a sustainability factor which is so important in today's world that we talk about it you really thought about that and i really love the fact that you've got this charity thing that you just shared with us and i'm so glad we mentioned that on this too because that's all we need to do i think with everything in life you hear something good you've got to share it with someone you know so if you heard this podcast and you really enjoyed it and you loved it then please um one let me know because that would be really great for me (laughs) and um share this with someone tell somebody that you came Lily, you've been an amazing co-host. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I feel like I didn't let you talk much, so I'm sorry, no, I'll I, work on I that. I
1: thoroughly enjoyed it. I was kind of enthralled with the pursuit I know, so. right? Such <laughs> a good <big> speech. I <laughs> feel like we
0: need you on a stage or yeah. something. You know I'm doing a clothes swap in January. 25th of January, get it in your diaries. save the date. Maybe that's something we can talk about. Oh, okay, sounds good.
2: Awesome! Thank you so much. Cool. Thank, Thank you. For so Appreciate it's it.
0: at Pursue Nutrition. P U R S U then Nutrition. Uh, your website is is www.pursue.co.uk. Oh, um, mate! Easily simple. Um, ours is at model underscore me. I'm Natasha Minter. This is Lily underscore Thorn. Hello. 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 Um, thanks for listening, and you can catch us again very soon. Bye.